Welcome to episode 25. It's your host, Jovana from bumperleads.com. Today, I'm interviewing one of our special clients, Nelly from Relish Mama. She's sharing her personal journey on how she started a successful business specializing in cooking classes and corporate events, going from being completely booked out almost every single night to having to completely pause and pivot her business that was negatively impacted by the pandemic. The pandemic has brought on some personal struggles, but Nellie's drive and determination to continue to serve her ever-growing community has kept her going. I'm sure her story will resonate with many of you who are dealing with mental and financial stress as the result of the pandemic. Nellie is completely open and generous in sharing her story in hope to help other business owners ride the wave of the pandemic in a more positive light. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Today, Milena and I have a wonderful guest with us, Nellie Kerrison. She's the owner and founder of Relish Mama. Such a cool name. I love, the, I love the name Relish Mama. Relish Mama is a cooking school and education platform created to educate and inspire others to cook beautiful and nutritious, nutritious food, as well as to connect through food and memorable shared experiences. Uh, Relish Mama uh, hosts classes. They have resources. They sell bespoke products as well that, that are designed to empower absolutely everybody to connect through food including myself and my husband. We actually have a book, Relish Mama book, which I'm sure we'll share some nutritious recipes from that book. Um, and Relish Mama also provide guidance and uh, products and skills. They actually teach you how to cook, uh, to create these new, uh, exciting nutritious meals from the staples you already have in your home, uh, as well as to inspire you and excite you to uncover new cuisine flavors. Welcome, Nelly. Thank you, Yovana. Thanks, Melina. It's lovely to be here. Uh, so today uh, we wanted to really showcase Relish Mama uh, because I know there are so many business owners out there who may be in similar situations where they have this, you know, they build this great community, they have this great business, and then overnight COVID happens and something, some challenges that happen in the business that they need to overcome and they need to learn how to overcome these challenges. And I think you have done such an amazing job in building Relish Mama uh, from, you know, from your kitchen, (laughs) uh, from your home and into something really powerful, big community. uh, And you have this amazing community behind you that support you throughout the pandemic as well. And so I thought your story would definitely resonate and to have you as a guest is really a blessing for us. So I thought maybe the first question would be, uh, let's start early on, you know, when Relish Mama began. I really love the name Relish Mama. And so how did you come up with that name? It's funny because everyone thinks that our main, I should probably change the name, but it's too late now. Everyone thinks it is because I'm a mama. Well, yes, I am. I'm a mother to three amazing um, daughters who are all teenagers now. Um, but I, I've always loved the word relish. It just means zest for life and it's all-encompassing. Um, and I think that's very much what I'm about and what we're about um, as a community and a family. So that beautiful zest for life, that connection and relishing all those beautiful experiences and connections throughout our lives. 
Um, and Mama just seemed to fit. The word relish was probably taken. Um, but, yeah, relish Mama worked really well. But it's so <laughs> funny because I get people asking, and we do make relish, so don't get me wrong, we have amazing relishes, but it's um, that's not our, our main business arm. The main business arm is um, the beautiful food experiences that we offer. And so how did you start? What, what are the early beginnings of Relish Mama? Well, I've got my background before Relish Mama is business, so I'm from corporate. Um, but I grew up with an amazing, well, she's still here. My mum is a beautiful cook and so are both my grandmothers who are still alive. My eldest grandmother just turned 100. Um, and our whole upbringing was around shared tables, beautiful food. Um, there wasn't a lot of money, to be honest. So you know, my grandparents, particularly my mum's parents, grew a lot of their food. And I distinctly remember walking into, they had like a, they moved a lot house-wise. Um, and I just remember walking into their backyard on summer days and just how hot it would be, like the heat radiating off the concrete and just smelling the tomatoes. Like that's so entrenched. It's just a part of me. And was it wasn't until I grew up or became, you know, a, a working adult that I knew how ingrained that was and really appreciated um, that and more so when I had my own three beautiful daughters that I really wanted to share that with um, more and more people. My my experiences I really wanted to share to a much um, bigger community, I guess. Um, so we started in my home. So Etty was one at the time, um, which was kind of nuts because I had three children under four years old and starting your own business was a little bit crazy um so we started in my home and I sent an email out uh, a, a, one of my closest friends encouraged me to send an email out she said you just seem to do this so easily and I, I would love to learn from you it's like sure you know so we'll invite a few others and within I don't know like it was crazy sort of within five ten minutes after me putting this email out saying this is what I you know I'd love to do and I'd love to share it with you without realising it was a class, the first class sold out within 10 minutes and that just had this incredible snowball effect. And I think because it was in my home and it started with such a tiny but beautiful um, community, they those first people loved the experience so much that, you know, word of mouth at its very best. So um, it was incredible. The business grew very much. We got a lot, lot of press coverage while we were in the home, so that obviously helped um, us a lot but it became a little bit nuts so Michael as I said my girls were so little but they were young enough that I could feed them you know dinner before the class might start say then it might have been seven o'clock but then they'd be they were young enough that they could go up the front of the house you know sleep and I could run a class with all these people in the house and you know they they slept like babies literally um and now I couldn't even imagine it. So, you know, I've got teenage, I've got an 18-year-old that drives, so there's no way we're going to be, you know, up the front of the house, no one come down. <laughs> you know, they'd be helping now. Um, so after three years running it from home, and it got too big, certainly for our home, we fitted out a beautiful warehouse. And it was really important that I wanted it to stay very close um, to our home, A, because, you know, mothering three children and, and running your own business is pretty full on. So I needed to be really close. And I also wanted to keep that community close um, and know that, you know, geographically that was not a problem for them. So Relish Mama, we fitted out a warehouse and it's on the same road as us, so Bay Road in Cheltenham. And it's beautiful. It's another extension of our home. So you absolutely go in and I know, Yovana, you've been there. Melina, you haven't yet. You'll have to go. Oh, you have, Melina. I have, I have. I have. So it's it's a commercial kitchen. It's a full commercial kitchen, but you wouldn't feel that. You, you absolutely, I want you to walk in and feel like it's your, it's an extension of my home and your home. So it, it should be very 
what we teach there and what we share there, I, I hope that it empowers people to feel confident to to do so in their own home. Do you do you remember your first customer? Well, my first, I do. But my first customer was probably this best friend, a really close friend that encouraged me to run the class. Um, so she was certainly the first one that signed up. The other one, which was absolutely beautiful, was my sister. So, you know, you have to be really brave. It's We've got this family saying it's just 20 seconds of embarrassing courage. So, And my girls live by that as well. So whenever they're questioning something, we just go, what's our family motto? And it's just 20 seconds of embarrassing courage. So, yep, it's that real, oh, okay, just press send. And I even felt it. I felt really vulnerable and, I, you know, you are, what if no one wants this? Am I making a fool of myself? And my sister, within a few minutes, was the first one to write back and I actually wrote that in my first cookbook. It was so meaningful. She, without me knowing that I was going to do this, wrote back and just said, I couldn't be more proud of you. And, oh, I'm going to cry and I'll be there. So, um, and that was almost the response of most people. I think people genuinely want you to be happy and follow your your passions. Yeah, and uh, that was how long ago was that when you first started? Uh, I saw on the website it was 2009. That's April around 2009, that time. so we've just turned 12. <laughs> <laughs> was that before social media? <laughs> Were you using social media at the time? No. The message, no. We had a really crappy website that I built myself from an off-the-shelf product, and so, no, a lot of it was just absolutely word of mouth. We had the website. It was, you know, flyers in the neighbourhood. I think Instagram came around that time, but I certainly remember using having a relish on the Facebook page before Instagram was even around. And I really had to be taught. I remember sitting down with my sister going, Is this for me? Should I learn Instagram? And now it's, you yeah. know, can you imagine not having <laughs> having Instagram or social media with a business? Wonderful for the business, makes you visible <laughs> to the yeah, world. Absolutely. Now I wonder whether we should have TikTok. There's a TikTok and there is the other one that Clubhouse. So that I'd only heard about that. A few weeks ago actually but it's funny that you say TikTok my kids last week uh, Gracie was cooking dinner and I said oh my gosh where did you get this recipe because it wasn't one of mine and she said oh it was on TikTok and she said mum you should be on it and I said oh you're sure and she said yeah you should so I'm on it I said it's so funny oh. conversation. no I signed up yesterday but I've signed up anonymously just so I can <laughs> talk everyone and see what's going on before I put anything out there it's a good idea <laughs> I've seen a lot of recipes from uh, on your website, uh, from Morocco, uh, from Tuscany, Italian cuisine. Uh, there's just a diverse range of uh, cuisine, different types of recipes you have on the website. They all look very delicious and I love reading them, but I haven't made anything yet. Oh, you have to. Uh, I will try. I will try to make one of them. At my household, we don't really cook uh, that much. Uh, my husband and I, we just want, like really quick meals. Do you offer recipes for, for busy people? Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, that I honestly live and breathe that myself with three oh, teenagers. Yes. So, but it's having the, we like to teach people the skills and to take the stress out of it, which I can talk to you about my husband in a minute because he was exhibit A last night cooking for us. But to take the stress out of it and to do a bit of food prep. So, yeah, one of our biggest classes is called Midweek Inspiration um, and we're about to start offering that online as well. But that's just you know, lots of quick, simple dishes that are really nutritious. So you can have quick and simple dishes that aren't nutritious. So, you know, people might just have a bowl of pasta. You know, there's not a lot of nutritional value in that. So, yeah, it's that is a, a huge part for us. And the cookbooks as well, as much as they've got some really um, amazing Middle Eastern-inspired or Italian-inspired, you know, recipes, a lot of it, particularly family, um, the second cookbook, is lots of delicious recipes that are really, really quick. And we talk you through 
prep that you could do in advance to speed things up at the start of the week to make it um, not so daunting, I guess, when you're racing in from work and really hungry and then might make some some poorer choices than you would have liked to, say, on Monday when you had the best of intentions to eat really well through the whole week. I have your book and uh, I was actually going to bring it because <laughs> to show you the book because this is actually going to be on uh, YouTube as well. So if you're listening, make sure you go to the YouTube channel uh, and you can see Nelly's book. I'm going to show it as soon as Corey brings it to me. Yeah, <laughs> in the background. Yeah, but I was going to say Corey cooks in our household and we love, absolutely love that recipe that you have in the book with the lentils and cauliflower. It's the curry cauliflower uh, and yeah, lentils. And cauliflower curry. Yeah, that's lovely. That's very quick to make, Milena. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have to share it with me then. <laughs> vegetarian, Yovana? Uh, we prefer vegetarian. I would say five or six years ago, I was actually into raw food. Corey and I, would our diet was 80% raw. We would just eat salads and juices, green juices. And I felt the best. I have to say, I felt the best. And before that, Milena and I were into bodybuilding. In our 20s, all we ate was meat, really. Oh, it was very protein-rich. Yeah. Yes. So I wanted to prove five years ago that I can build muscle just eating veggies. Um, and then when you cook... Uh, food it tastes so different to the raw food uh, and it's actually more addictive I find oh, like you actually want to eat more uh, and the raw food always made me full so now we have a combination we'll have veggies and we'll have mostly fish uh, diet yeah and um, and I wanted to ask you what what was your inspiration with cooking because we find we watch you know the, all these cooking shows and you know we, we see the recipes and I go wow amazing I can cook that and then I switch it off and then I <laughs> forget (laughs) inspiration in terms of cooking a meal at night for me without sounding painful it's what I live and breathe so that you know it's what I do it's my passion and that's what I created a business around so for me it's not a chore but I you know we've had thousands of people sometimes it is a chore so I won't lie there's times where you just go can someone else take the reins yeah there's absolutely nuts where it'd be lovely to you know go and read a book or read the newspaper so I won't pretend we don't have that grief but actually I'm hugely creative so I love planning our meals and and knowing I love knowing what I cook is actually you know each thing that I cook if I you know so last night was cannelloni you know tonight we're doing Mexican I've got two vegetarian daughters and I love you know the way that I think about it I just I know who's going to love what so that's also a way that I entertain I actually really love feeding people but you've also got to keep it really simple and we're all busy so even though meal planning sounds super boring it's key to not to avoiding food waste and actually helping our you know our future world and and our environment so we're as a whole family we're um that's really important to us so we do create a loose meal plan that doesn't mean that monday night is you know mexican night and wednesday night has to be italian night we're pretty loose with how we'll do it but we know that we've got the ingredients you can actually look in the fridge. My husband goes, I can't do what you do and I get that. So it's not as easy for everybody, but that's my job is to hopefully empower people and give people the skills to feel more confident in that space. Uh, I think Corey is very confident with your book and recipes, but I wanted to go to a cooking class and do uh, a cooking class with you. So I'm, I'm assuming before pandemic, you were quite booked out with cooking classes. Yes, we were. So that's been, um, obviously, that's had what the, the whole core of the business is and was, is 
um, cooking experiences. So we're predominantly here, but also overseas. And we were, so we, you know, I'm so grateful that we had a really lovely reputation and we were booked out, you know, extensively. So we would have to put our, almost our year schedule in advance um, to allow people to get into, you know, the, the various classes that they wanted to get into. And we're very slowly um, rebuilding that. So obviously with you know, COVID, damn it, we <laughs> do classes last year in the same light. So we were closed for nine months. So that was really devastating um, for the business. But we're, we're navigating a new path. Before, so before the COVID, <laughs> let's go back to the good times. What, what, do people, what, do pe- what would people expect to get when they go to one of your classes? Do you take the classes? Are you, are you instructing people on how to cook or do you have other chefs? Oh, both. So we've got, um, I've got an amazing team of chefs. So none of them are with us at the moment, which I'm sure we'll get to, um, you know, as a result of not, us not having classes all for 2020. We have the most incredible chefs and all, you know, with their own skills and talent, cultural backgrounds. So, you know, we might have beautiful Quen who was teaching Vietnamese cooking and Chef Beck who, you know, would be teaching incredible Asian dishes, Middle Eastern dishes, all the rest. So when people would, you know, there was a huge variety on the website. People would arrive and it was beautiful to see their faces because, I think they were thinking, oh, gosh, it's, you know, I'm going to have my own working station and not necessarily, but they would arrive and we'd, you know, give them a welcome drink, whether that be a beautiful glass of champagne or non-alcoholic drink, if that was their preference. And it was just, we wanted them to feel like they were entering our home and that they wouldn't straight, you know, that we would mingle and get to know each other and connect. And you could just see people arrive and just go, oh, like really, you know, just almost deflating, going, oh, this is nice. You know, it was a really nice experience for them. And then we've got this amazing, huge marble bench. So everyone would sit around, very communal style, around that and the chef obviously teaching the class and some classes were really hands-on and some classes were a mix of both or more demonstration depending on depending on the class and what someone wanted to get out of that so the best part after we'd cooked everything they would sit down at our gorgeous table and have and a glass of wine and that is honestly one of my most beautiful moments and memories of relish memories when I look out at that table and everyone's cheering and they're so you know strangers often that have never met and you know, they're connecting through food, they're talking about, you know, this incredible shared experience, but they're celebrating, you know, and it could be a Monday or Tuesday night. It's it's really special to see the way that food brings people together. Oh, that's very lovely. So do you also cater for the corporates, large groups and events? So corporates are a very lovely part um, of our business. So we have private events. Last year, we did more of our corporates online when people were connecting over Zoom, which was fantastic. It was so good to see companies or corporations changing the way that they connect. And But really, I think last year, more than any time that I've ever noticed, they really understood the importance of that. You know, people weren't in the, the workspace. More people are working from home now and they're not together. So they really understand just how crucial that is to productivity and, you know, people feeling that connection. It's so important. So we were doing um, in-house and Zoom. Just very, very recently we had for the first time an in-house corporate class, which was just divine to be able to welcome people back up. Some of them didn't know um, the experience that we had last year. (laughs) So... They're walking up the stairs. I'm trying to fight back tears because these people don't know me except for the CEO. And once they knew, you know, we were talking to them around the bench and they were just so beautiful and 
people want people to succeed and, you know, come back from corona. So it's actually um, it's really important, I think, to share your stories and to for people to understand the importance of, you know, businesses returning and supporting those businesses. Yeah, because I remember you always having all these inquiries and the phones ringing and people wanting to book and you're always booked out. Uh, just remember how busy you were with the with all these um, events that people were looking to book. And I can see it. Uh, cooking classes would bring the teams together. Um, and when you are obviously working from home, you feel isolated in a way with uh, not being close so not having that rapport that you normally have with your colleagues. And yeah, so that's very important for corporates to engage with you. Oh, and even families, when we did our first online classes last year, which we'd never done before, and we started with a gnocchi class and there was a lady that was just so beautiful to watch. You know, we, I had all the screens going as we were cooking and we were talking with each other. We were even having a glass of wine. A lot of these, but we were in absolute lockdown in Victoria. So a lot of these people, as it turns out, were living on their own. And this was their one, you know, thing that they did for that week or the first person that they'd seen and actually spoken to other than talking to themselves. And this lady had been by herself for quite a few weeks. And in the end, you know, I was, thank you so much for being here. And she got quite emotional and she sent me a letter afterwards and just said, I cannot tell you what it was like to to be able to see all these other people and have this experience. So, you know, it's it's companies, but it's also us to be really mindful of people, you know, that are on their own or, you know, have had a really hard time in lockdown or, you know, struggling working from home, parenting, you know, particularly those in Victoria would really understand where I'm at right now, you know, parents that were homeschooling that, yeah, really needed that glass of wine and <laughs> the bowl of gnocchi. Get out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we actually have uh, listeners all over the world. So this is uh, not just Australia. And I think other parts of the world are now probably experiencing lockdown or, oh, you know, yeah, it's just everyone will be feeling it. Yeah. Um, and so I was curious to know, you know, when it all happened, because your business really was that face-to-face connection, being close. And then all of a sudden we couldn't do that. Like it was overnight. You couldn't really do that anymore you couldn't hug your your friends so what what happened uh, can you tell us more about that yeah sure um so it did stop pretty much overnight um and the challenging part for us was well a that was the core of our business and suddenly we didn't have that business uh I feel it's bittersweet because in January and I had spent all of 2019 growing another business and developing another business called relish mama ready-made meals and Competition is great. <laughs> we had way too much competition that was ne- we never ever saw coming, because no one saw um, you know a pandemic coming. So we launched that at the end of January or early February, I think, and then obviously lockdown in March. So we'd had maybe four weeks of this you know infant business that then just suddenly you know that was the core our core business, but we were still finding our way and hoping that that was always the plan that that would run alongside you know our business that was really successful and well established and it was really hard like it was it was amazing like uh we so we were making really lovely home cooked meals um and our community those when it was when they could go out we were deemed suddenly an essential service, which you know no pressure <laughs> so our community could come and pick up on Wednesdays and Fridays the meals. So we had two cook-ups. That became just too intense. So we ended up having our delivery days and pick-up days would be Friday and we would cook all week. We would open our shop and people could still come and pick up meals. We were really struggling financially, so we couldn't employ 
it was physically intense. You know, I was, um, without a word of a lie, I was at Relish Mama every day last week from 3.30 in the morning and it was just full on to try to get those meals out and to keep pedalling and hoping that we would get to the other side. We just didn't know how long, you know, how long that pedal was going to be, um, which turned out to be November, December really for us because we are in a different um we're in a different industry. We're not typically, we don't typically fall under hospitality. So we were in this really grey space. So even at the times where hospitality could reopen, we, as it turns out, couldn't reopen. Um, so it took a lot. Um, I've got, I had a member of my team, Angela, who was just incredible, that was on the phone to DHHS every day, sort of, you know, where are we at? What's happening? And just putting ourselves on their map because we just weren't there. So yeah, we did ready made meals last year. We, um, which our community were unbelievable and so supportive of us. So we would never have got to where we got without them. And I must say my family were incredible. So my brother and my dad every Friday, both of them working, would come down and just deliver, volunteer their day and deliver. And that was beautiful To I'd get emails and phone calls from people going, just met your dad. Oh, my God, he's hysterical. He's beautiful. You know, he's, he's a real hoot. So I think he was really cheering people up that were in lockdown with his wisecracks as he was delivering their food. And my brother the same. My sister gave up a couple of weeks' work. She's got a pretty intense job and she's got a food background as well. So she was, you know, in the kitchen in those early days trying to help us find our rhythm and keep up with what we were keeping up with. And then we also started online classes which were just, as I was talking before, which were really, really special. How long did you uh, have the online classes for? Um, we probably didn't start them until maybe August. Mm-hmm. And that's a lesson that that is one of my hindsight um, lessons that, you know, there's no hindsight's pointless mm-hmm. really. But in the perfect world, I wish we had have had online up before mm-hmm. COVID. And that's a big part of moving forward that I want to continue that because they're really beautiful. You know, we've, we've been cooking last year with people in Italy and I've you know, had people that we've done have been um, our hosts overseas that are joining, you know, our Zoom classes and we're cooking together and it's really special. And they're having such a tough time that it's so mm-hmm. divine to be able to support each other on the other side of the world. So that's been, I guess, an eye opener for me that to just stop and go, okay, this is we were so geographically focused and based that if there's any positives that have come out of um, Corona, and there have been a few, but if there's any positives, that for me has been one of them to really open our experiences up and to not restrict ourselves to being so so geographically based. How did your customers take it? You had to stop there's physical face-to-face type of connection and you had to um, go online. How did that? So we didn't go online for a few months. It Honestly, our community... We would not be here if it weren't for our We have the most loyal, beautiful community and I just cannot thank them enough. I actually had one of our customers that I've she's done 17 classes with me and she actually phoned yesterday to just because we're not back to our full capacity and just, you know, I miss you and how are you going? That just is divine. Most of them were fantastic. Um, everyone that knew us and had been with us on the journey was so supportive. They were buying ready-made meals. They were sending messages. You know, if we were on social media going, okay, this is where we're at, it was just overwhelming almost that love and support that we felt. A big lesson for me, I'm probably naive to unkind, you know, I'm just my my big thing to my children when they're, you know, a bit torn is my. I just say to them, just choose kindness. That's how we roll. Um so I found it a bit unsettling, some of the unkindness we were shown. And I don't want to be negative and I don't want to shame, you know, anyone in particular. It's, I just think that people were dealing with 
their own pain last year and probably responding in ways that they might not respond um, normally and not necessarily looking at we were a small business really doing our very, very best. And, yeah, so that was tricky, but over time we're dealing with that. That's okay. There's more good ones though. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's just that the... The not so nice ones yeah. at the time they scream a little bit louder and because of the person that I am that really sticks with me so I'm having to do a lot of self work on not allowing it to stick too much without um without you know putting up a wall because I certainly that's not me uh how do you uh translate that cooking experience from you know having that physical um physical classes to online classes our biggest challenge and I don't know even know if you want to know we found that we couldn't trade out of out of the pandemic so we'd been peddling 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 I was absolutely exhausted without realizing how fatigued I was I got advice uh, I was like what what do we do what do we pivot to now because we still can't open our biggest issue was we couldn't trade out. We had gift vouchers for any business, no matter how big or small you are, they're valid for three years. And that changed um, in 2019. And we also had almost a year's worth of classes that had been booked in advance that we had to this year and, you know, going forward, it was suddenly really apparent and devastating that we couldn't trade out of that. So it would we were advised it would take four years to, for us to be viable again. That is still the case now. Um because we have got so many vouchers and so many, you know, people that miss their class um, to make up for that. So that was really devastating. And I put out a video in November because there was no way I was going to be able to write about it. Um, It just was too raw. So I had to put a message out to our community and it was very, very sudden to just say we needed to pause, we needed to recess, we needed to look at the bigger picture. And I did have to ask and it was such a it was so hard for me to do because I really struggle asking anyone for help, was to ask that if anyone did have a voucher or a class that they could forego if that was possible, um, that would do everything, you know, it would mean so much um, for us to rebuild. And, oh, my God, crying. That was huge. That was, um, I've never, ever, outside of my own family and friends, felt such, um, and, oh, God, I can't believe I'm crying. Yes, I can't believe I'm crying. Such an outpouring of love. It was really, really beautiful. So it's only now in the last sort of month or so that I'm in a position now, I I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue and that, you know, that was obviously just waiting to happen. So there's been a lot of grief and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of lessons learned. But now I think we're really, I'm widening the lens and looking at, okay, what can we do to come back? How can we do it smarter? How can we do it with the heart that we've always had and we want to maintain in our business? But COVID, you know, we can't go back to just the core of our business being in-house classes. So the online classes, we will grow and, you know, increase our offering. But it would also be lovely. We're going to do some pre-recorded classes um, that people can, you know, do at their their own pace. We'll do some in-house classes. Um, obviously but I guess that's been the the change it's it's given me a little bit of time to step back widen the lens you know make sure that whatever we do it has to reflect our values just create that you know we've created a bit of space to look at that so the business is absolutely the new business is a work in progress but I feel we're not done and I feel Mm -hmm. like we've got too much to um, give and I honestly wouldn't have said that back in November I just felt such grief that I thought we were done Um, but I do feel like this is a really special business and I do feel like we've got so much more to give. So it's it's becoming exciting. Even though it's daunting, it's exciting to think of what might be ahead for us, but particularly 
our community and the beautiful mm. people that have helped us along the way. Very powerful story. Thank you for sharing. Yes, I'm yeah. <laughs> very brave. May I, may I just say that you're very brave, Nelly. As I'm listening to you, I just see a brave woman, strong and brave woman. I would be so, I don't know if I would be in the same way as you as you are. Probably would quit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, mm. And I'm, I'm, I will not pretend that, mm. you know, I was here even a month ago, but you know, there's a lot to be said for rest. Like I think rest is so underrated and God, I was never someone that rested, but I was forced to rest. Like I couldn't get out of bed once we announced the recess. Like it was the pure exhaustion of suddenly, you know, I really just felt it when we could stop suddenly, but I was, I had immense grief as well. So rest is key. And, you know, this is five months now, which I can't believe since a lot happens in that time. And, you know, stepping back, I've never stopped working because obviously I don't have a team at the moment. There's no one in the office. There's no admin team anymore. There are no chefs. So it is really still busy, you know, responding to customers and all the rest. But with every part of my being at one point I went oh I think I have to go get another job and then I thought oh my god I could no like (laughs) no one wants me to work no it's not no one wants I don't think I could I think I'd struggle working for someone else after building such a beautiful business so I feel a little I I really you know as I said it's a work in progress but I feel really excited about what lies ahead and it will continue to evolve so sorry I digress my lesson's actually leaning on your family and your community even if you're someone like me that really struggles to accept help. I wrote them down because I knew that I'd probably get emotional at one point, say yes to help. And my big lesson, it wasn't really a lesson, but it was such a wow, was um, how amazing my family, my team in particular that were with me at the time and our community are. They they really got us through and my team, you know, they were just they were incredible. And the other lesson, which I hate having <laughs> to say, but to get me through where people were a little bit unkind is the saying hurt people hurt people. So that was a lesson, but also something that really gives you strength when you have to go. This is perhaps not as much about me as it might be for them. And they've got some, you know, they've had an awful time too. Yeah, you have to mm. empathize with those people as well. No, that's beautiful. And that reminds me of, uh, I think I mentioned it in my previous episode about Pauline Nguyen. And oh, I mentioned it to you that the um, mentor I um, had over Christmas period, and she's all about ca- this idea of calm courage and right. building this confidence. Confidence is a callus. So every time we encounter a challenge or an obstacle, it's another lesson for us to learn and to build the confidence and to grow and to develop. Um, and when you said that calm courage was really just you operating as you normally do while the world is in chaos and you dealing with it in a very like powerful, uh, strong way. Thank you so much for reminding me because <laughs> last week I was so busy and somebody said, you should take a rest. And I'm like, of course, Pauline said, Pauline always says the right things, but she says rest is a weapon. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Particularly now, I just, she's a wise woman. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so I know that we've gone uh, a bit over time, but um, I wanted to really ask you, what is the best advice that you have received that has stuck with you throughout your career? Oh, throughout my career. Not necessarily throughout my career, but the one at any time in my life, I've got this above my desk that says you are exactly where you need to be. And I think good, bad, happy, sad, it's um, I always go back to that little message above my desk, particularly in these last five months that 
I don't know, there's a lot of lessons that I have learned out of this, um, but I know that I'm exactly where I need to be and that's okay because I can also have a hesitancy to want to rush things and get back and open the doors and let's do seven classes a week and but just need to slow down and I'm exactly where I need to be. Is this the advice you would give to other business owners who are going through the same um, challenges? Yeah, uh, business owners probably, it's probably a little bit different. That's probably more my life mantra is mm. um, business owners widen the lens and look for ways to continue to innovate, particularly after last year, in the most amazing ways. So not necessarily just innovation for innovation's sake. Look at your values, look at the purpose of your business, and if you can innovate, innovate amazing. That's a really powerful thing. Like, honestly, business owners who just keep peddling, and I was one of them, create the space to grieve if you have to mm. grieve and let something go to create something even more special. Well, thank you so much, Nelly. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. Uh, and I also have the book. I'm going to show it. So if you're on YouTube, you can see. Where can they go and buy your book? Relish Mama Shared Table, which is the first book, which is a green sign, and that's Relish Mama Family, the second book. Um, so thank you for sharing that. But on the website, um, they can still, you can get our products and books on our website, and I'm very happy. I actually wrote down a code somewhere. So I'd love to offer your subscribers 20% off. So if they put in Bumper 20 in the shopping cart and they could get 20% off an online class or a cookbook, but yeah, both of those are available on the cookbook, on the, on the not the cookbook, <laughs> and we'll be slow adding a few more products that that code would be relevant for also oh great that was that's a very generous offer thank you so much uh so i'll include the link uh in the show notes and it will be your website relishmama.com.au yes. uh, and um and i think for global audience they'll be able to you'll be able to ship products to them yeah absolutely yes um for those that don't know these beautiful ladies have helped me um, return to business and thank you for all the smarts that you've that you help businesses to put in place and achieve. You're both just divine to work with. Oh, thank Thanks. you so much. <laughs> we appreciate it. So we'll um, uh, include the show notes, as I said, include Nelly's uh, uh, website and uh, social media. And also you can download, I think there is a planner or something from the website. Oh, that's coming. That's, that's coming. Yes, that's coming very soon. Yes. <laughs> Great free resources on there for people to enjoy. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Hey, do you need more sales in your business, but you feel stressed and overwhelmed a lot of the time? As a business owner, you need to be both a sales and marketing expert on top of everything else. And without a robust marketing growth system, it doesn't really matter how good your offering is, your customers won't be able to find you and they won't be nurtured into a transaction. So without effective marketing, your business essentially becomes unsustainable. At Bumper Leads, our vision is simple. We want business owners to fall in love with their business again. Hence the name of this podcast. Over the years, we've been helping hundreds of online retailers, coaches, consultants, worked with other agencies, software as a service type of businesses and B2B businesses to help them capture more prospects and convert them into paying customers so they can discover exciting ways to nurture their customers and also to simplify and automate their sales and marketing systems to save them time and money. 
So if you're someone who doesn't wake up feeling excited about growing your business every day, then you need to book a chat with me. You can do this by visiting our website at bumperleads.com forward slash grow and schedule a 30 minute chat with myself so we can discuss how you can simplify and automate your sales and marketing systems to save you time and money. Look forward to connecting with you. Mm-hmm.